Welcome back to another edition of All Don't Lie, right here on 1049 The Horn. Oh, man, we got a jam-packed show for you. Lots to get to. There's even breaking news, breaking bad news, I believe. We'll get into that. Texas basketball, it was a hell of a weekend for Texas men's basketball. We'll get into that coming up here momentarily. Also, we'll talk about uh, what may be the most violated NCAA rule on the books, and it hits close to home right here on the 40 Acres. We'll discuss it. And yes, uh, we'll mention, I don't know if we need to dive into it, Texas baseball and their very bad, disappointing uh, weekend, uh, losing to them Sooners. Not only losing, they broke out the brooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into that coming up a little bit later on as well. Peter King's latest mock draft. B. Jones Robinson's latest uh, draft odds. We'll get into that too. Dak Prescott will have input on the wide receiver prospects the Cowboys are drafting and an update on the S2 Cognition Scores leak. All of that and more. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. Uh, my man Harge is uh, taking a day. Uh, he'll be back tomorrow, but you can cyberstalk him at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. But the real MVP, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. We do know that he's underpaid. He is Patrick Davis. What's going on, Patrick? I'm doing good, doing good. I got, I got a conversation for the text line today. Oh, yeah, I like that. Light it up, light it, it up. It is uh, National Bucket List Day. National Bucket List Day. I don't really, I don't know if I have any bucket list items, but I want to know on the text line if our listeners got some bucket list items for us. This is why he is the real MVP, ladies and gentlemen. Always contributing uh, in a positive way to the show. And Spec Text Line, you're the real MVP. Of course, you're the heart and soul of it. You're the pulse of it. 512-337-3776. Number to the Spec Text Line. So Patrick wants to know your bucket list. I need it because I, I, I think I need some. I don't have how any. Many items do I, how many items can I narrow down my bucket list to? Like, this, it can't be that many items. Like No, you don't want to have 100 got, items. Because then it's like five? you got to start knocking them off. Yeah. yeah. Five? Like, yeah, I'd say like three to five. Five bucket list yeah. items. Okay. All right. Now, these do we have specific categories like are we talking about travel we're talking about sexual exploits are we talking about uh you know what i mean like I, I'm gonna go achievements with, uh, i'm gonna go with things that could plausibly happen too oh okay so, so my, like so we can't say i you know you can't say something that's like oh well me and beyonce well, see, because that's okay. not that's not logistically oh, probable why did you say beyonce out of all the people <laughs> to throw out there <laughs> Why'd you say that? Why'd you say that? Why'd I say it? Because I know what's on your bucket list. See? That's what I'm saying. Why are you, you going to put I that on I got to shut down one of your bucket list items already. That is on my celebrity hall pass list. Me and my wife have had this discussion. <laughs> if by chance, and by the way, there's not that many degrees of separation from me and Beyonce. There was a Kelly Rowland, uh, yeah. you know what I mean, friendship in high school. All right. I should have been should have been friends with benefits, but I messed that up. That's all on me. But either way, uh, I, so I could I could I could find a way. I met, you know, what I mean, I actually met Beyonce at a Super Bowl. It was brief. You know, what I mean, but still. And yeah. back in H-Town, I know people who actually dated Beyonce back in the day. So I, I could if, if 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 I was desperate enough and I was stalkery enough and I'm not, uh, maybe I could do it. But I would not do that at all. No. no. But my point is, she's on the Celebrity Hall Pass, which means if by chance I can finagle my way into the loving arms of Beyonce, my wife would not protest. Yeah, because it's, that's what the hall pass is supposed to be. Is the like, there's no chance it's going to happen, and it is always well, majorly skewed so in favor of the women because women can pull it off. Yes, and, and men much harder. No, women can definitely pull it off. Yeah, they'd be yeah. like, if you put a name on there, you're like, yeah, if you put in a room with them, fifty fifty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with that. It's a good point. So, uh, all right, I won't put Beyonce on my bucket list. That's not on my bucket list anyway. 
No. Luckiness has to be realistic. I'm with you. Yeah, it has to be plausible of like, yeah. oh, no, this is something I could do before I die. Um, something that you could do before you die or want to do before you die. Yes. All right. Light it up. Bucket list items. I'll come. I think five is appropriate. I think yeah. you got five. And then you check and then you, if you, if you accomplish one of the five, then you uh, add a new one. Yeah. Like and I think as life goes on, sometimes you'll have somebody be like, I don't want to do that anymore. You don't want to skydive. You want to yeah. skydive in your 20s, but you don't want to skydive. No, in your like 40s. I could still, I'm too fat to skydive. Uh, There's is, a weight limit. Is there a weight limit yeah, for skydiving? There's a weight limit. Really? Yeah. No, because I looked into it once because a buddy of mine was like, we're all going for our, my kid's 21st birthday and I'll pay for it. I was like, yeah, let's go do it. And then I was like, oh, I can't go do that. But it's, you were willing to skydive. Yeah. You were, you were going to yeah. do it. Yeah. Wow. I've, uh, I don't, I don't think I'm, man. I like, my yes. life has not been a statistical anomaly in any sense. So I don't put myself in a category of being a statistical anomaly on most things. Yeah, you know how I feel about the organized recreational life risking activities. Yeah, no, but I'm white. Uh, I, exactly. Yeah, so, so I do I, those things. I, but I, I listen. I, I've thought of. I've been invited to skydive before. Actually, more than once. I actually have yeah. some people that like to skydive in my circle, and I am not with it at all. But I, I I've thought about it. I have. I have paraglided through the Swiss Alps. I've done that, and that's kind of like skydiving. You run hold off a you run, hold, you run hold, off a mountain, hold, 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 and then you paraglide into a city in uh, Switzerland. Hold up, you, is this on your bucket list? Are you saying you I've have done, done it. this? I did that. You you've paraglided through the Swiss Alps. Through yeah. the Swiss, Patrick. <laughs> we've been knowing each other. I've, that's when I went to Europe when I was like eighteen for a very long time, and you've never mentioned that you went paragliding through the Swiss Alps. It's it's a weird thing to bring up on a sports show out of context. We've talked about organized. Recreational life risking activity. It didn't seem that life risking at the time. It just seemed like a beautiful, think, nice thing we were doing. What? You don't think paragliding through mountains? Is? I mean, we it was like on the edge, and then you go into a city, oh. and you just go down. You, wow! It, it wasn't so bad as jumping well, out, of have, jumping out of a plane. Jumping out of plane. Did you have a person dangerous. strapped to yes, the back? Yeah, yeah, of you? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's how I want. That's how I want to go skydiving. Oh yeah, I no, I'm a, not doing it by myself. I'm not. Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, I'm doing it in a. How many times have you done this? A million. Cool. Let's go do it then. Oh yes. I, I don't think I'm the one in a million that it's going to happen to. I often dream of doing things like that with a grown man strapped to the back of me. Yeah. To make sure that I'm safe. Yeah. Just experience it and pretend he's not there. It's fine. That is a great story. Man, see, I'm so glad we started off the show like that. Okay, there you go. So that would have been on a bucket list item for some and people. A lot of people would, and it was really awesome. It oh. was really cool. Wow. Okay. Man, I didn't even know that. All right, you know what? Now I'm sidetracked. We got to get back on track. That is fantastic. I love that. All right, uh, bucket list items, specs, text line, 512-337-3776, of all sorts. Patrick just doesn't care. There is. I don't think he has put any parameters on this thing. So no, it's just, just, just plausible Plausible Boom. things that could that you could actually do. Don't don't paint yourself into a corner of bucket list of like I can't do this. Thank ever. you, Chan. We're neighbors. Patrick and I all we work together. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> we live like within like a mile of each other or something like We've that. We've done this show now for over a year. We've worked together at this company for five. We worked at another company for several years. Never knew that no. you went paragliding no. through the Swiss Alps. No. Wow. That, that is okay. I, I'm looking forward to more bombs like that being dropped <laughs> on me. Speaking of bombs, before we get to Texas basketball, which we're going to do here in a second, let's discuss this Woj bomb here, Patrick, because uh, this ain't breaking good news. This is breaking bad news right, right here. It is, no doubt. There you go. Breaking bad news for everybody, by the way. Well, everybody except probably the Warriors, actually. Um, Adrian Rosenowski is reporting that the Kings guard De'Aaron Fox fractured the very tip of his left index finger in game four. There's still hope that he will try and play in game five on Tuesday. Um, but he said Fox will need to play with a protective covering on the finger. 
he will be listed as doubtful. Man, um, I, I will say this for the NBA. This is this is just nobody's fault or anything, but it is a uh, tragic coincidence and almost tragic irony, I guess, is probably the more appropriate word that the NBA's biggest issue, uh, uh, you know, if you ask fans what the biggest complaint is about the NBA, it's load management. How they rest all their players. Yeah. And the purpose of resting the players ultimately is that, no, 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 we're resting them so that in the playoffs. They're healthy. We're going to have all of our talent, all-star talent, all, man, all NBA guys. Everybody's going to be playing. It's going to be a beautiful thing. The best players uh, on the best teams competing against one another. And this season, it just has, it hasn't worked out that way. All the, a lot of the stars, we're talking about Giannis. Uh, we're talking about Kawhi recently. Uh, now you're talking about De'Aaron Fox. I mean, uh, Paul George is another one. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing some off the top of my head, but th- we've seen a ton of these injuries have a dramatic effect, a, dra- a dramatically negative effect. Yeah, we saw Joel Embiid missed a game. You and Giannis is out, still has not played in the playoff has, since he went down that game. So, yeah, there's a lot of guys that are just nuts. Yeah, it's it's like I said, it's it's just it's nobody's fault. It's just bad luck, if anything. But man, terrible luck. Yeah, you're gonna expect you expect one or two guys to get hurt, but they've had a ton of their stars go down early in the playoffs. So, De'Aaron Fox and remember, John Morant was dealing with an injury, and and last night, um, man, unbelievable. Well, two nights ago, I should say, this weekend. Hey, but what's funny is so he started off so slow in that game too. He, oh, he was turning the ball over. He looked Ter- terrible. It, it, terrible, and you're like, I don't even know if he should be playing. And then by the end of that game, you're like. I don't know if there's anybody else in the NBA who should be playing. They couldn't stop him. I mean, he really—it was. I mean, he really did go into just these category five uh, force of nature mode where he couldn't. Nobody could stop. Even LeBron, we got some sound. We'll talk about it uh, when we get into the NBA next segment. But even LeBron and AD basically said, "No, it's nothing we can do. <laughs> that guy's too good. <laughs> that guy's just too good." Uh, all right. So yeah, it, unfortunately, De'Aaron Fox is going to be dealing with an injury to his index finger um, that he sustained in Game Four. So uh, Game Five, and then late in Game Four is when he hit. I wonder when he got the injury because late in Game Four he hit the three. Yeah, right. He hit that clutch yeah, three. I mean, that that's crazy a question. It, it, it's one. depending on how much it hurts the day after, because you know when you have those injuries, yeah, you don't necessarily notice them until the next day or until later that night when you're like, "Oh, my hand really hurts." It kind of like it felt like a. A little bit of a sting or something in there the day of, and then you check later, and you're like, oh, oh no, no, yeah. that's that's worse. No, that's a good point. But That's uh, what we talked to Roshan. What did he say? He goes, it felt like a stinger. My, my hand hurt. It wasn't until I got an x-ray I realized that I broke my hand. Yeah, then after practice. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So, like, there's a certain level these guys can get to where they just play through it and go, oh, I probably just hurt myself a little. And afterwards, you're like, dang, this is mm. not going to heal up in two days. Yeah, no. Got it. You definitely admire the, uh, the grit. The testicular fortitude it takes to battle through injuries like that. And for a point guard, too. And yeah, for a guy who handles the rock. Yeah. <laughs> to deal with a hand injury. But John Morant, that's why that was so amazing what he was doing. They, <laughs> he, they said he couldn't dribble a ball a couple <laughs> days before that. <laughs> what is it, 22 straight points he scored? Yeah. 22 straight points. 22 straight points. Like, how those improbable is that? That is, yeah, we'll get into it. All right, we'll talk NBA. Let's talk basketball. We'll talk about Texas basketball, though, specifically. They had a great weekend. Rodney Terry needed some good mojo. We talked about this. He needed some good news. There was a lot of Texas basketball news. It wasn't necessarily bad news, but it, necessarily, it wasn't good news either. Uh, this is good news. Good news to report. Great news, as a matter of fact. Dylan DeSue uh, is, in fact, returning to Texas. He did announce it via Twitter. Uh, social media like everybody does and uh, he just you know 
it was a really simple announcement uh, that he is coming back to uh, to uh, Texas, which is huge. But right after the Dylan DeSue news, almost right on the heels of it, uh, Texas also got news that Caden uh, Shedrick is committing to Texas via the transfer portal. Um, he is he committed to Texas over Duke. Uh, K-State, Missouri, uh, Xavier, some other uh, really, really prestigious programs in college basketball was considered by 247 to be a top 20 transfer portal prospect. So essentially, Patrick, you got your front court in one weekend. Well, at least yeah, you basically, yeah. Uh, most of your front court in one weekend. Yeah, and I mean, do you have Brock Cunningham still coming back on this team? Yeah, Ron Holland, who is around 6'8", 6'9", people are saying. So you have a lot of guys who are going to be able to come in there and not only play really high-level offense, but this defense and rebounding should be really next level next year. With Dylan DeSue coming back, we saw what he could do at the end of that season with how well he was playing. It is huge news to get to, to get him to come back. I mean, I kept saying that he was going to at least you know play out the draft process, but I think he realizes, like, man, I'm going to come back, dominate a year at UT. That's what he wants to do is come back and dominate a year here, try and go for another big run in the tournament, and – you know what? Maybe maybe that'll get my draft stock up a little bit more. Maybe they maybe then they'll give me some respect after I have you know two really good seasons there at UT. Yeah, I yeah, and, and I remember we were discussing this, and I said I think you'll get it sooner rather than later. Yeah. Like, and I didn't actually. I thought you'd get more of the draft process played out too. Yeah. I think at least you'd get some workouts or something like that. Uh, didn't wait for that. And the reason I throw it out there, just my my theory. All right. And shout out to the BMDs, big money donors out there, big money donors and boosters, because uh, I think there was a number basically that needed to be met. Yep. And I think they the number was met. And good for them, big money donors. Yeah, exactly. Thank I think, you. Yeah, from, Thank you very much. Like I said, from what I could piece together, uh, it was less about the NBA uh, opportunity because I, I I believe I think their their representatives or at least his representatives they thought that would be there for him yeah. and that he was just on the cusp on the precipice of kind of reaching his ceiling as a player. Yeah. Especially, and you talked about this too, Patrick, seems like in the Rodney Terry system, that's when he started to flourish. Yeah. And obviously he was ball, he came in in the uh, Chris Beard system. So if that is the case, um, he was actually a, really open to coming back to Texas. I think the most of the discussion was about whether they can meet the number that he would have, at least the – Whatever the basement number is, whatever the bottom dollar number is that he would have gotten by turning pro, um, they had to match some of that or at least a a, a, a portion of that. And I think they did. Yeah, so. that's that that seems – in college basketball today, that is uh, pretty – It's college sports. Yeah, that's what college Women, sports women's is. Women's basketball now too? Yeah. No, women's I mean all, all college sports, unless you're talking about maybe <laughs> – Swimming and diving or tennis, where that number still is a thing, but it's like, oh, if you go to a pro, there's certain programs that have edges because they are dominant in those programs, but they're still putting out money as well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm glad that Texas prioritized Dylan DeSue, that he's glad he's happy he's coming back, and the Caden Shedrick uh, commitment. Um, Patrick, you watch a ton of basketball, uh, college and pro basketball. Um, have you gotten a chance to watch any of Caden Shedrick? I, I've watched a little bit of it. I haven't watched a like, bunch of full games or anything like that. I've watched enough of it to know that he is going to be, you know, he's going to help out a lot as a rim protector that we didn't necessarily have last year. Uh, so I think that Christian Bishop played really good on-ball defense, but he wasn't necessarily the best recovering and being on help side defense. He wasn't that, was not his skill set. He was really good on the ball. 
And then you were able to put in Dylan DeSue, who's really good at help defense, but wasn't necessarily the best at playing on the ball defense. He would get in a little bit of picky ticky tack fouls and stuff mm-hmm. like that because he'd reach in. And now you're adding a guy who can work with Dylan DeSue very well and play both styles of defense, get some rebounds. That's going to help us out in trying to protect the rim uh, from some of these guards and some of these teams in the Big 12 that just have fast guys that like to drive at the bucket. Yeah, I mean, rim protection should be something that's a, not only a strength for Texas. I mean, it can be part of your defensive identity that you protect the rim really well. And now you have Dylan DeSue coming back, but also uh, someone like uh, Caden Shedrick, who's already proven that's a uh, an elite skill set that he has as a player. Offensively, I think they're just waiting potentially in this Terry in Rodney Terry's system that he would blossom offensively, much like we saw with Dylan DeSue late in the season. Uh, in the postseason, Dylan DeSue averaged, if you're talking about the Big 12 tournament and also in the NCAA tournament in the couple of games that he played, obviously we know, uh, uh, almost 18 points per game. So he really took his game offensively to another level um, with the, what did, what did they end up calling the, the shot, the signature station. shot, the flotation sh- yeah, station? <laughs> yeah, his signature shot was really, I mean, it basically was unstoppable down the stretch. Yeah, uh, and, that's it, and that's it, CDC. We need a flotation station bobblehead from Dylan DeSue. I love it. Get it done. We need that one. Get her done. Uh, <laughs> damn, that's a damn good job. I like that. That's a great idea. But no, Dylan DeSue. Now that he's coming back, we got to get one, right? Now that he's coming back, you can start, yeah, you can start putting them on, you know, all of the uh, the promotional items and all that kind of stuff. That is, I mean, it's really great news, though. And like you said, we don't know about Tyrese Hunter yet. So that'd be even better news if Tyrese Hunter. Yeah, I, I'm assuming to- Tyrese Hunter is coming back. Uh, just. Just of the people that you talk to at the NBA, I, I'm thinking he can go to the NBA, but it's going to be a longer road for him than if he comes back and is able to play. Because right now we saw offensively he took kind of a step back in a lot of games this year. Defensively, he looked really good. Yeah, I, I think he'll now that it opens up with Marcus Carr uh, not being there anymore, he can open up and try and have his more offensive year this year. And yeah, I'm with you on that too. And I, so we think he'll probably go through because Marcus Carr did this as well. Right, went through the draft process, yes. submitted his name, but we didn't had hire several an agent. guys do it. Yeah, um, so I think Tyrese Hunter may go through more of the process than Dylan Sue obviously did. But I'm with you. I think he'll come back, and if he comes back, um, I think a lot more good mojo for Texas this offseason. I think they can use that yeah. momentum. And, and I think getting these two guys back, or getting Dylan Sue back and Chedrick in, will make it for. Now we may see a couple other names in the transfer portal. Now that you start to see a shape of a team it becomes a little bit easier in getting other transfers because before, again, you were saying, well, there's Brock Cunningham, Ron Holland is still coming. We got Adam Ekway, Colbot, and Gavin Perryman. So come on over. There's yeah. there's there's minutes. No, it's like the same <laughs> and reason. Now, so, yeah, it's the same reason Real to tell you to stage a house, right? Yeah. And say, so people have a – they can't visualize themselves, yeah. but you can kind of help them visualize it if you can just put some furniture yeah. in and stage a little bit. And especially if you're, if you're a guard now, now yeah. to sit there and go, I get to play with these guys. All right, now I get to play with some real guys that are going to have to be in the post. And, man, our defense down low is going to be really good. Yeah. And we got two guys that can block shots and Desu and Chitter. Like, we can play now. So now I can play the style I want to play. I, I think there's a lot going for it. Uh, did you see the other breaking news that just came down the pike? You got more breaking news? Breaking bad or good? Breaking good. Well, no. depending on who you are. Okay. Give the Aaron Rodgers trade's done. What? The Aaron Rodgers oh, trade, as reported by yeah. Adam Schefter. What? Aaron Rodgers. Oh, man. The Jets are getting... Uh, Aaron Rodgers, pick number 15, and a 2023 fifth rounder. The Packers get pick number 13, a 2023 second round pick, and a sixth round pick, and a conditional 
2024 second-round pick that becomes a first if Rodgers plays 65% of the plays. Okay. Mm, so, basically, the Packers won. Because the Packers, remember, apparently, well, reportedly, the, the, the holdup was that the Packers wanted a first and more. I mean, they didn't because they gave well, up a first. They so they, they first swapped too. first. Yeah, they did swap first, basically. They swapped first, the and then I think they, the Jets won because they get a conditional. It's a conditional basically, 2024 conditional, second. The conditional is the key. Yes. It, it's basically if Rodgers plays 65% of the plays. Yes. So if he does that, then they get two firsts. Yes. But that's the key. But they get a first and a swap first. They get a swap. In, but they get they, they get a first, basically. They do get a first, right? They, forget the swap first. Like, just take that out of the picture. Let's just say they swap. That's okay. Take that out. Um, and the sixth and the fifth, take that out. Let's just say those two cancel each other okay. out. Essentially, this is about a, first. a second and a first. A yes. first and second. So if he and plays 65%, they get a first. They get a first and a second. And they win. They win the trade yes. if he plays 65% of the plays. If he doesn't, then the Jets win. And and I think also this is a big uh, – it's a win for the Packers and the fact that there is no condition of playing two years. Yeah, because the, the uh, I guess I guess the ownership of the Jets were worried he would retire on them. So he still retire he after still one retire year, on and they owe that twenty twenty three first round pick. So he plays sixty seven percent of the snaps and retires. Okay, yeah. So we got the pick swap basically because the Packers get the number thirteen pick in the twenty twenty three draft, uh, and the Jets get the number fifteen pick. But I guess if you consider Aaron Rodgers, I don't know what you consider the value. Of, I'm not looking at the value of Aaron Rodgers in yet. Yeah. Um, because we just don't know exactly what it's going to be. Let's just look at the trade value on his face right now. Let's just say the first round picks cancel each other out because they're thirteen, they're thirteen and fifteen. They're yeah, yeah. right there, close to each other. And let's just say the uh, sixth and the fifth cancel each other out. Number one seventy, number two hundred seven. I mean, it's negligible depending on how much you value those picks. Um, and then you got the second round pick, which is that's that's good value right there for the Packers to get a second round pick. But man, if he plays. It would, I, I, He's definitely going to play 65% of the snaps in my Unless opinion. an injury. I yeah, mean, but other than I mean, that, and now here's the funny part, is you realize when you see 65% of the snaps that if you're like, if he gets injured around week eight, the Jets are just going to snap so many plays off they can possibly snap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he's going to be out there hobbling. They're gonna be, no, but they're just gonna, the Jets are just going to be like, hey, man, we just, I don't, hike the ball, run no, it. No, go hike wildcat. Ball, we just got put him out at wide receiver. <laughs> but no, the Jets want him to not play. Huh? The Jets want him to not play because then they get to keep the second. Or they then it's a second round pick. So the Jets want him to play under sixty five if he gets the hurt. The Jets want him to play because they want him to title. No, no, they I know they, they want him to play, be healthy. They yeah, they hey, want him to be healthy. Hey, okay, play like this. If they are losing, yeah, at that point, if say like it gets a they get to week nine and they only won two games, yeah, yes, at that point yeah. they're gonna Manager. start they're gonna start tanking load management that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, I think the Jets want to win. At the whole, oh yeah, all, this is all so that they can. Try their best to win a title, and this is their version of going all in because they had arguably the best draft in the NFL last season. They had the offensive rookie of the year, often a defensive rookie of the year, and Sauce Gardner is. We don't talk about how, honestly the uh, the biggest story last year. Honestly, it probably should yeah. have been that a rookie made All Pro cornerback like that had no, happened. I mean, Ronnie Lott was the last one to do something. A like rookie that. looked. A rookie yeah. could have an island, like where it's like, oh, he's, we just don't throw his way. He's the best corner in the league as a rookie. Do, we don't. We don't throw that way. In a league with everyone who schemes, does everything you want. You're like, we can put him out on. We could put him on Cooper Cup against McVeigh and maybe eradicate Cooper Cup from a game. Like that's there's not many people you can say yeah. that would do that. And they that. shadow. Like they can move him around. They just say just follow yeah. that guy. It's it really is. So I think now they believe because of that draft, they can go all in 
and Aaron Rodgers, that he's the missing piece. And you get to keep your picks this year because the main one you're giving up is a 2024 first. You're swip- swapping first this year. So you're not even giving up picks in this draft to then try and help this team. Yeah, that's a great. And you know what? If Aaron Rodgers, it depends. I wonder. It all depends on how much he likes that experience, whether he comes back or not. They basically got to make it, and they gotta they have to re-recruit him. Almost like coaches doing college football, re-recruit him this year. Hey, and if you're in New York, you better be nice to Aaron Rodgers if you want to keep him, because he is coming from a town that let him do anything. It was a small town, small town politics for him, and And he he got to do whatever he wanted. And now you're going to New York, where. At least half of them are Giants fans. Yeah. Oh, more than uh, Well, I think I'm, a lot I'm of them are not. Guy, not a lot so of them aren't. But I would say more than half because the Giants have been more successful. I, well, so say this, there are a lot I of think, Jets fans that are in the closet. They're closeted Jets fans. It's, it's a melting pot in New York. <laughs> so there's probably uh, Bears fans. Some and Buffalo fans. And Vikings some, fans. Like, there's, yeah. there's everything. There's tons of Phillies fans there that moved from Philadelphia. Like, you are uh, Eagles fans. Like, there's tons of fans of everyone in New York and – not as many jets, so uh, see if he see if he enjoys being there or if it's uh, too much for him. I love it. I love it. The, the, man, the NFL is stealing headlines from the NBA. We'll be hey, talking it's about draft, the NBA it's draft week. They know it's it draft, draft week. week. They and do. that is the first big news of draft week, though. It is the first. Big we knew news of we draft knew there was probably going to be Monday. a trade or two before we get to the draft. I think you'll see more. We saw Derrick Henry said they said no no trade talk for Derrick Henry. Not one call. So I don't know back. if any running backs are moving. But. It's a deep running back draft. Like, I why know. am I going to draft Derrick Henry when he was drafted in the second round? I could get another running back yeah. potentially in the second round. No, I, uh, it's going to after the draft though. You may see some movement because there are a couple of running backs. Uh, Austin Eckler. Yeah, and you may see a late contract. in the draft too. Yeah, Dalvin Cook. I believe where somebody's like, well, we got to pass day day three. Wow. When we get to day three, you may see some teams that missed out on their guys that they really wanted and don't feel they got a guy who can play right away. They may make a move. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers to Garrett Wilson. They got Alan Lazard now. They they signed Lazard as well. They got Brees Hall. They got some weapons. And and there's a lot of talk that they may draft one of the top wide receivers in this draft, potentially. I mean, they got pick 15. They may decide that, you know what, let's just give Aaron – we're going to go all in. Let's go all in on Aaron Rodgers. But there's talk that Aaron Rodgers wants to know linemen. He wants to be protected. He's like, I, I got enough weapons. I just need somebody to protect me. So, And that's what I'm saying. It's being able to keep, even though it's a swap, to keep your pick at 15 is big this year because now you get to, hey, we get to either get no lineman or if, you know, mm. uh, Smith and Jigba is still there or Richardson, like somebody's Quinn Johnson or somebody's like still there that he really wants. Yeah. And go after them as well. And think about that division now too. I think about you know, got that division. Buffalo, Belichick's trying to, you know, re reorganize. If Tua stays healthy. And you got the Dolphins. How good they look with Tua, Tua when he was healthy, healthy. They're arguably the best team in that division. You can make that argument, even with Buffalo being yeah, as when good he as they was are. playing when he was healthy. When he was healthy, and they remember what they what they just did to the defense. Yeah, he just added Ramsey. I mean, they just both they they really just they believe that they got a shot. And I mean, they when's the, the last time the Patriots were the worst team in the division? Ooh. 20 years? Probably more than. I mean, think about it, they had. I mean, because they even had the Parcells years. And I mean, the that. Jets were always in that division. So that's. You've got to be worse than the Jets. Got to be, yeah. Um, I know Pete Carroll was there, right? And Pete Carroll kind of bummed out when he was there. Didn't Pete Carroll with the. The Jets? Patriots. Or with the Patriots, yeah. I think he was with both. He's with both, I think. <laughs> he was yeah. with both, actually. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that. That's a great point, though, man. The pay, that division. 
now might be the most competitive division potentially yeah. in the NFL. It's up there in that con- it's in the conversation in it. All right, uh, all right, we'll get to the specs text line because we want to know your bucket list items. I actually got a couple, couple bucket list items here. Uh, we got some here, and you know what? I'll try to make them PG- as PG thirteen as I can. Some of them are <laughs> they're, 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 y'all y'all walking the line there, and I totally get it because some of my items are also walking the line. All right, it's your bucket list, man. It's your bucket list, so do what you want. All right, we'll come back. We'll get into that. We'll also, now we got to audible a little bit. All right, we're going, yeah, we got to audible because now we got the Aaron Rodgers news. I wanted to get to some NBA. Uh, we still got some Texas football news that I wanted to get to. So we're kind of, it's kind of some improv right here. We're basically going to Tony Romo this thing. Uh, let's do it. Can get over. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, we'll come back. We'll get into all the big stories of the day. More Aaron Rodgers discussion as well. Traded to the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 right here. On ball, don't lie. I want to the horn. in his bag today, ladies and gentlemen, on a Smooth Soul Monday. Uh, usually, the uh, Smooth Soul Mondays, my man Patrick, uh, plays jams that are intended to soothe the tortured soul of sports fans who might have had a tough weekend. That would be Texas baseball, of course. Um, but uh, this is actually some Al Green I've never heard. you never heard this one before? I don't think I've ever heard this Al Green. Yeah, some moments. I, lo- I like me some Al Green. Man. Okay. Some All good right. stuff. It is good. I'm just saying, I don't think I've ever heard it before. Uh, my man Patrick always brought in my horizons, so love it on a smooth soul Monday. Also, uh, on the Specs text line, we like your bucket list items. My man Patrick said it's National Bucket List Day. Did you say that? National Bucket List Day. All right. Uh, bucket list. Oh, man. See, some of these. Um, how about um, a what is referred to at times as a menage toi? Yeah, that's a PG thirteen way of saying that's a PG. I, that's again, that's something I would have wanted when I was younger. Yo, think you what? What do you mean? When I was younger, I think I was more like, oh, I could. Now I'm lazy. <laughs> like two of them, <laughs> just trying to make uh, one of them not mad at me. It's uh, uh, well, nah, I still I'm married now, so yeah, I'm you're also in better be shape than I am. I'm gonna be quiet on that because I'm married now. In case <laughs> wife is in the car, I think mother-in-law's in town. But I, what I will say is that um, no, that's on a lot of people's lists. It's on a lot of people's, a lot of people's list. I think there you go. So uh, good luck with that. And you know what? That's achievable. It's, it's very it's with, like the, with modern technology. It's like sw- exactly. There's so many apps for this now. There's communities here in Austin that that you know obviously advocate for that lifestyle. Nothing wrong with that, by the way. It's a great lifestyle. I love it. It's fantastic. Good for you. Uh, text says one of my bucket list items to have this text read on the air. Now I can go happily. Work. Hey, we did it. We did it. Good for you. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> let me see. Uh, someone, the captain gave in. I want to meet a woman, get married, and divorce all in one trip to Vegas. That is definitely doable. That's easy. Yeah. 
You can, can you can meet somebody in Vegas and get married on a drunken whim and then yeah. realize this was a mistake and then I don't think you can get divorced. I think it's like an annulment. Yeah, yeah, so, you get an annulment. So actually, yeah, I don't know if you get. Not divorced. that I know anybody who's gotten one of those, but <laughs> oh, in Vegas, <laughs> there's definitely a drive-through annulment thing. Oh no, I know people that have not in Vegas have seen <laughs> life. No question. Uh, someone here says, um, "Oh, they want to sit courtside in an NBA game." And my, they said their wife would join. Oh. There you go. I don't think yeah. I've ever sat courtside in an NBA game. I've sat courtside at lots of college basketball games. I've sat courtside <sighs> yes. at G League games. I wasn't courtside. I was probably three or four rows. Yeah, I've away. done a few rows back. Yeah, but I never courtside. I always liked. Uh, I was point. like two rows behind the bench at one point. That was really fun. That is fun because then you get to hear the. You're like oh, right behind. You're trying to listen in and people are cheering. Like everybody, be quiet. Pop like is just that. talking. That's good. <laughs> I'm with you. That would be pretty cool. I'm with you on that. That's not. See, these are achievable bucket list yeah. items here. Uh, one section said bucket list shrooms. Well, as long as it's done safely and yeah, in a nice, uh, yeah. safe, responsible way. Around people uh, of age who can give consent, that kind of thing, it's all good. All right, do you? All right, I ain't gonna hate on anybody for doing you. All right, uh, SpaceX line 512 337 3776. Big news of the day. There are two breaking stories. Uh, one was in the NFL, and it's probably the biggest story of the day that the Jets have acquired Aaron Rodgers in exchange for a 2023 second round pick, uh, a first round pick swap in 2023, and a 2024 conditional. Uh, a pick as well. Um, so depending on how I think how many games Aaron Rodgers plays, um, that pick could become a first round pick, I believe, depending on like I said, exactly what, sixty if he plays sixty five percent of the snaps or not. I believe is the number that was thrown out there. So that is the uh, the big story. Uh, the other story is that the uh, De'Aaron Fox has an injury to his index finger. Um, so he's gonna well. Uh, he, he, may, he is doubtful for yeah, Game 5. exactly. So he may or may not play in Game 5, but he's going to be wearing a protective covering on his hand. And so another injury in the NBA, not just an injury, an NBA, in, injury to a star player um, that seems to be going around in the NBA. Speaking of the NBA, uh, over now I think the, the Golden State Warriors, if Darren Fox is even injured, I think, I think the Golden State Warriors are not, I don't say, I'm going to say a lock to win the series. Now, the question is, they got, can they play on the road? They Even are. without Darren Fox, they have just been awful on the road. I think they can win one on the road in playoff mode. Because they got to win this one on the road because Darren Fox will most likely be back in some form by game seven if they get to, if it goes to seven. That's what I'm saying. This game, the one he yes. is obviously now most hampered by the injury because yeah, he's like John Morant, right? He, at first, he couldn't even dribble a basketball. Yeah. And then the first quarter, he looked at that. But, yeah, you give him enough time. He's a star player. He will adapt. And that's exactly what he did. Darren Fox is in that category. I got a great Darren Fox stat that is just mind-blowing to show you how great he's been. So in the if you go look um, in the playoffs so far, the uh, I think he's averaging like 31 points, something like that. Yeah. Um, 31, he's averaging 31, 7, and 5, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that's the number. Uh, 31, 7, and 5. Yes, 31, 7, and 5. Yes, 31, 6, and 7, and 6. I take that back. So six, six rebounds, seven assists, 31 and a half points is what he's averaging. And also two and a half steals. You can throw that out there, too, in this series. He's, he's, he's by far and away, you, you could argue him and Steph, because Steph's in a conversation, too, the best player in the series, period, on either side. Yeah. If you go look at the players in the last 50 years to average thirty at least 31 points, at least six rebounds, and at least seven assists in a series, um, LeBron has done it ten times. It's 
He's a freak. Jordan has done it six times, and Kobe has done it three. Donch has done it three. And the rest of these guys, Giannis, Drexler, Wade, Harden, Westbrook, Curry, McGrady have all done it once. You get my point. He's in rarefied air. I mean, this dude is next level right now. So him being hampered, to me, this is the the Warriors who are – are they the worst? They're not the worst road team in the NBA. They're one of the worst. No, they're the worst team in the playoffs. The worst road, road team, team in the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah, yes. they're, they, they and, at the end of the season, picked it up above the Spurs and Rockets I want to say they've won 11 they, – in the regular season, 11 yeah. total. There was a point where the Spurs had a better games. road record than they did. Yes. And that was a problem because the Spurs were trying to lose games. <laughs> <laughs> and how are the defending champs yes, that and bad on the road? So I think, yeah, they go all in to win this one. And remember, last game, uh, give it up for Draymond Green. He was humble enough to – if you ask him, I don't know if Steve Kerr has confirmed this, but Draymond Green has said now multiple times that it was his idea to come off the bench Yeah, in the last game. And that, you know, he didn't want to, he, he basically didn't want to disrupt the flow and the chemistry that the group had going when he was out. So he thought they played really well. And if that's the case, good for Draymond Green. And it, well, I wonder if that's going to be the case in this next game or if Draymond's going to start in the next game. I, I don't know. I mean, I would, I mean, I, I would assume he's still coming off the bench. If it's his idea and they win two games with him on the bench or one out and one on the bench, he still does get a technical in that game. He did, and he, yeah. He and did. then people, and Warriors fans still mind-bogglingly defend him and go, well, De'Aaron Fox was like, there's four Kings players in one spot. After he fouls a guy, he walks two steps away, comes back, gets in the middle of the four Kings players. De'Aaron Fox is like, dude, stop yelling at the player on the ground. And then they're like, well, I can't believe De'Aaron Fox said anything to him. I'm trying to start fights. Like, Come on, man. Draymond, you know what you're doing. And he you know the rest are looking out for you. And you know what? Uh, they actually put... Draymond Green on De'Aaron Fox in the second yeah. half. That was one of their adjustments, um, and Draymond Green made some clutch plays down the stretch. That uh, steal from uh, Sabonis late down the stretch uh, was a clutch play by him, and he had some nice assists uh, down the stretch. So I don't know if he'll come off the bench or if he's going to be you know, one of the starting five, but either way, he's been an impact player. They're going to need him, and it, I'm with you. They don't win this uh, game, next game on the road in Sacramento, I don't know when they're going to have a better chance to do it. No, and I mean, Keegan Murray stepped up in this game here. He has been really not playing well. The rookie they drafted out of Iowa, he has not been having a great playoffs. Uh, he came out, put up 23 points on 9-13 shooting in this game. So it's nice to see him finally show up and start playing well. But the problem was Harrison Barnes did not play well, and the Warriors basically funneled their defense to give, it, give the last second shots to Harrison Barnes, and he missed them all. Yeah, he just wasn't yeah. shooting well, and they knew, like, hey, man, it's good defense. You you leave If you're going to let one guy get the shot, make it the guy who's not hitting anything. And they, they just kind of at the end of the game started to funnel it that De'Aaron Fox passed it to him, he misses it, then De'Aaron, they get the ball back, De'Aaron Fox hits that crazy three, and then the last second shot is Harrison Barnes again, missed again. And it's crazy they get a, a life, too, because – Steph Curry has a just a moment where he didn't, you know, just basically didn't remember that they had yeah. already used a timeout because of the challenge. Yep. And he didn't realize they had zero timeouts. He called a timeout, which was excessive because they didn't have any. Uh, they ended up being a technical foul. Malik Monk hits the uh, the technical, uh, hits the free throw, and then they're in it. I mean, that's four. They're down four, I think, and that's when De'Aaron Fox hits that unbelievable three pointer, which I'm assuming was already when his hand was injured. Yeah, and when his index finger was injured. 
that I, I did not know that De'Aaron Fox was that type of player. I knew that he had, uh, you know, I knew he was a was a really good player. But man, you're talking about now. This is coming out party. He's ascending now to kind of some uh, superstardom, if you will, in the NBA, especially if the Sacramento Kings can make a run. Because if they do, he'll be the reason for it. Because Sabonis isn't playing well anymore. The stump to the chest worked. Yeah, he didn't have a great game on the road. I think when he gets back to Sacramento, he'll play a little bit better. Uh, I, I think the fact that he's not he was not used to being public enemy number one. He has never been that. Mm. You know, where it, people now think that he was flopping and he was grabbing ankles, so they really lit into him that every time he's touching the ball. And that's a lot for a guy who's never been that guy. And all of a sudden you're like, man, I like he stumped on me and now <laughs> I like I'm getting people are threatening me when I'm at going to my like we're the team bus and people are and I'm getting all this this hate and I think going back to Sacramento where people like him again will help out a little bit of the psyche and maybe maybe pull him. He didn't have a terrible game, just not a good game. Yeah, no, he didn't have a terrible game, but yeah, he's definitely not ha- has been. He hasn't he needs been to be as an impact player, and yeah, basically, Darren Fox was the only real impact player in that game. Keegan Murray again had a good game with 23 points. Uh, and it's an impact when you realize he had been playing like 15 minutes and taking three shots a game and missing them all. And that's an impact, but really De'Aaron Fox was your main impact player. You always need a second big name to step up. and they Especially in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, yeah, either, what's the great quote from The Dark Knight? You're the die hero or live long enough to become a villain? Yeah. It's, it's, it's inevitable. <laughs> uh, in the NBA, especially these days, it would seem. All right, we'll come back. We'll get into the flex on the other side. We'll give you a flex, but also uh, coming back in the 4 o'clock hour, big news. We'll talk ton of NFL. Aaron Rodgers traded to the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. We'll talk about what that means. We'll also get and get into the, uh, the domino effect, the impact, the butterfly effect of that Aaron Rodgers move. And we got to talk Cowboys uh, as well. We'll get into the Cowboys, Peter King's latest mock draft, lots of NFL news notes and nuggets to come right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Smooth Soul Monday edition. That's my man Patrick Plays Jams intended to soothe the tortured soul of sports fans who may have had a tough weekend. This song has been sampled a lot. Yeah. Because I Donnie Hathaway. Yes. And it's, it's crazy. It sounds almost screwed to me. This is of, one of those songs that I think they do it the, like kind of slow live. And then the old trick is you want to do recorded slower than live. And oh, so they, I think they just did it really slow because live it kind of is a groove. Oh, and man. And then they just slowed it down a lot. It's, it's, it sounds like it's it's been screwed by DJ Screw, Michael Watts. He's trying to I'm, be on the, the furthest of the backbeat you can yeah, be on. By the way, I love it, by the way. I'm, yeah. just, I'm, a, I'm from H-Town, so I love it. It's fantastic. 
Uh, there you go. Smooth Soul Monday. My man Patrick all in his bag uh, today. You can go to FLXATX.com. Great content up there for you. Go check it out for yourself. You can also go to FLXATX on all of your social media platforms. Uh, to, uh, they have uh, also information about the uh, regional, uh, the golf regional tournament for the women uh, for uh, 6A. You can go check that out at FLXATX.com. Also, all of the older flex shows, the Wednesday night flex shows. Uh, guys do a really good job. It is a team effort. It's an all-star team, too. You can go check out those shows you might have missed uh, at FLXATX.com as well. Um, all right. We got a lot to get into. We had to really just kind of shift everything around because um, a huge bombshell of a story dropped on the sports world and the NFL in particular. Aaron Rodgers traded to the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. It's done. So we'll get into the details of that trade coming up next segment. But also want to get to this uh, this the latest Bijan Robinson um, draft odds because they keep changing. And right before the draft, a new team has risen uh, to the forefront as the team with the best odds to draft Bijan Robinson. Also, Dak Prescott, admitting something that I did not know, that Dak Prescott has had input on Cowboys wide receiver drafts before, at least wide receiver prospects the Cowboys have drafted before, and he's going to have input on who the Cowboys are going to draft in this class at the wide receiver position. So I want to get into that. And that's all. also my man uh, Patrick found the uh, S2 Cognition uh, scores leak from last week. And he found the scores, and there was a lot of talk about those scores and obviously were how accurate they were. Um, but now he has got one of the, uh, at least some sounds, some audio of one of the creators of the test, bringing some clarity to those leaked scores. They became such a big deal, and we thought, you know, we brought them up uh, because of the uh, the smear campaign, it seemed, that it was going on against C.J. Stroud as of late. So we'll get into that sound as well to kind of clear up or at least bring some clarity to those leaked scores, the S2 cognition scores. So we got a lot to get into. Um, we'll do our best. If we don't get it all uh, in the top of the 4 o'clock, we'll do it all uh, in the Harsh Knock Life because Harsh is out today. So all that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The 